Welcome to Master Your Relationship Mind Drama. Teaching you how to manage your mind so that you can create relationships you love. And now, here's your host, certified relationship coach and expert in all things love, friendship and mind drama, Rebecca Orr. Hey everyone. So it's podcast number two and I am here and ready to go. So this topic is one I'm excited about because it's something I really did not understand for the majority of my 20s and that's that our anxiety is not created by them. And when I say them, I mean whoever you're currently blaming it on. Your partner, your friends, your colleagues, the world, whoever. Your anxiety is not created by anything outside of you. And certain relationships do not make you feel anxious. And I can completely understand why you'd think that that's not true. And, you know, I had some friendships in my life where I felt a lot more anxiety um, than I did in other friendships. And my brain's explanation for that was that it's actually that person that is responsible for making me feel anxious. And while the other people I was in friendships with, that they didn't make me anxious. But what actually was creating my anxiety was always the thoughts in my head about that person or about the relationship. So this is scientifically factual. We do not feel an emotion in our body until our brain creates it. So until we have a thought in our brain about something, we don't feel any emotional sensations in our body, like anxiety. Most people don't know this and they think that their circumstances or things happening outside of them are responsible for creating that emotion. But until your brain registers and interprets that event is happening, you don't feel anything. Zero. So this is a bit of a morbid example, so forgive me. But let's think of an example of when someone you love passes away. So they might have passed away in the middle of the night and in the morning you get up, you clean your teeth, you feel excited for the day or dredge maybe depending on what you've got on that day Um, and you make yourself a coffee and it's not until you receive the phone call letting you know that they've passed away that you feel any emotion in your body. You don't feel the pain until your brain has a thought about them dying. So if the physical circumstance of them passing created your emotion, you would have woken up feeling grief in the middle of the night. But that isn't how it works. Circumstances don't put emotions inside your body. Your brain has to create them. So coming back to talking about anxiety within my friendships, it wasn't the person not texting me back or acting hot and cold with me that put anxiety into my body. It was what I made that mean and what I thought about it. So a lot of people think that when I say this, I am victim blaming and letting people off the hook for their bad behavior. And I assure you that I am not. They are responsible for how they act always. But surely it's the best news ever that just because they act in a certain way doesn't mean you're stuck having an emotion that you don't want to have because it's always your own brain creating it. A lot of my clients come to me and they say that their partner or friends are the source of their bad feelings and they really, really want to change that so that they can feel better. So they want to change them. 
And I used to do the exact same thing. I felt so anxious and insecure within myself. I wanted my ex that I was with at the time to text me more often, to send me cute morning texts, to tell me she loved me more often, also that I could get to feel more secure. And there is nothing wrong with wanting those things at all. But the problem comes when you believe that you can't feel secure without them. Because when you believe that, you're going to feel very demanding and needy about getting those things. You're going to insist your partner does them um, in order to look after your emotions, even if it doesn't come naturally to them, even if it's not something that they really want to be doing. And this is what we call having a manual for that. And um, we have these manuals, ways that we want other people to behave so that we can feel the way we want to feel. We end up wanting to control them. Um, and then you're going to end up blaming them for not making you feel secure enough or loved enough or good enough. And trust me, I have been there. <laughs> but them texting you faster doesn't make you feel more secure. Just like them taking four hours um, doesn't make you feel anxious. It's your thoughts about those circumstances that creates the emotion. So, for example, my brain had the belief that I wasn't good enough and that nobody really liked me. So it would constantly look for evidence to prove that true. Because this is what our brains do. <laughs> they always look for evidence for what we believe. So every time I accident text me back within an amount of time uh, that my brain had completely made up, which, let's face it, got shorter and shorter, nothing ever seems to know, my brain would say, see, you're not good enough. She doesn't like you. Nobody likes you. And those sentences were the source of my pain. They were the source of my anxiety, that fear of being rejected and it proving that I was actually unlovable as I had feared. And because my brain was so committed to those beliefs, it didn't matter um, even when she did follow the manual. My brain still found ways to tell me that she didn't really like me and that I wasn't good enough. So instead of constantly blaming other people for your emotions and trying to control them so that you can feel more secure, the best thing you can do is really get curious about that thought that's actually responsible. Other thoughts, if there's more than one, which there likely is. Because nobody wants to be in relationships where they feel controlled or where they feel they have to control the other person so they can feel okay about themselves. It is so tiring. And it doesn't create connection. If anything, it creates a huge amount of disconnection, which is the exact opposite of what we want. So imagine if you could show up in your relationships knowing you are the one in control of how secure you feel. And imagine never needing to demand or insist anybody change so that you can feel the way that you want to feel. Now, don't hear this as um, me saying that you should never make requests of somebody. Of course you should. But what I'm saying is that you don't need to base your emotions or tie your emotions on whether they do that thing or not. You get to feel secure even if they don't text you back. You can feel loved even if they don't tell you that they love you every day. I'm not also saying that sometimes we don't want to feel upset and hurt about things. We're human, which means there are things our partners and friends might do that we intentionally don't want to feel okay with. But doing this and choosing it consciously and intentionally is so much more empowering than letting your primitive brain decide for you. Because your primitive brain thinks the world revolves around you. 
It is very dramatic and thinks everything is life or death. So we don't want to let our default primitive brains call the shots. So how can we start to take ownership for our own emotions? The first thing to do is get really clear on the difference between the facts of a situation and your thoughts about them. Facts are things everybody would agree with 100% of the time. They are provable. They are undeniable. Thoughts, on the other hand, are our opinions about the facts. They're our interpretation of these neutral facts of life. So take the concept of right and wrong or good and bad. It's something that a human brain has come up with. It can never be a fact because not every human agrees with what is right or wrong or good and bad. That doesn't mean that we don't want to have our own beliefs and opinions. Of course we do. But they are a conscious choice that we make. We consciously choose what we want to think of as good or bad or right and wrong. And somebody else may completely disagree and choose something else. But in terms of your relationships, the facts might be your partner says they're going to be homely or your partner hasn't initiated sex for a week or your friend cancelled plans. Those are the neutral facts. And what your brain thinks about those facts provides the meaning, the interpretation, whether you decide it's a good thing or a bad thing or a problem. Our brains will like to see a lot of things as problems that really do not need to be which is why you need to become aware and choose intentionally what you're going to make things mean. So let's take the fact my partner hasn't initiated sex for a week. Consider what does your brain make that mean? Do you make it mean they're not attracted to you? That they're going off you? Notice how when you assume that, it creates an emotion in your body, perhaps anxiety perhaps rejection. And that feeling drives the way that you then act and the way you show up towards that. Maybe you act distant or go in a mood, or maybe you become really needy and clingy. (laughs) You can notice for yourself what certain thoughts and emotions create for you. So what I'm actually talking you through is a concept called the model, which was created by Brooke Castillo, the founder of the Life Coach School. And the idea that these thoughts create our feelings, of course, isn't new, but the model, which involves writing down these five lines, the circumstance, thought, feeling, action, result, and looking at what results you're creating with your thoughts is an amazing awareness tool. And that was all created by Brooke and she's amazing. And I use this tool in almost all of my sessions. So you can start um, to begin to use the model to look at and question your own thinking. And the first step is getting really clear on the neutral facts of a situation and then asking yourself, why is this a problem for me? What am I making this mean? Which will give you your thought about it. Then notice how you feel when you're believing that thought. What emotion does it create? And then consider how you're likely to show up in your relationship when you're believing that that's true. This is how we can take ownership for our own behaviours and emotions. Understanding that it never comes from the circumstance and that it comes from our own brains and our minds is the most empowering thing. And next, what you want to be doing is getting really curious about those thoughts. Is that really true? 
how is it possible that that isn't true? What else might my brain not be considering that I could consider right now? What would someone who felt more neutrally about this be thinking? Who do I show up as when I believe this thought and do I like it? And here's one I love to ask myself. What would my future self say about this? My future self always has some great wisdom that is readily, readily available when I ask her, um, but doesn't always come to my brain naturally. And another question I love is, who do I want to be in response to this? We often focus so much on other people, on who they are being, who they're showing up as and what they're doing wrong. <laughs> and nowhere near enough time considering who we are being. Do we want to be loving? Do we want to be compassionate? Do we want to take responsibility for ourselves? Committing to noticing your emotions and acknowledging the thoughts creating them is so important. And I don't mean doing this so that you can judge and blame yourself or gaslight yourself out of having certain emotions. You are a human being, which means you're supposed to feel like shit 50% of the time. You're supposed to feel negative. It's not supposed to be your sunshine and daisies. So we don't want to blame ourselves and judge ourselves for having human brains and for having negative experiences and negative emotions. All we want to be doing is becoming the compassionate observer of them. We want to start witnessing our thoughts and emotions with curiosity. Not so we can quickly change them and be super positive all the time, but so we can see our current thought and choose what we want to think and feel more intentionally. And sometimes we just want to feel bad. There are circumstances in the world that we want to choose to feel negatively about. And that is okay. That is the way it's supposed to be. So I love these tools and concepts. I really hope they resonate with you. If you've loved this podcast and want to let me know, come and find me on Instagram and drop me a message. I would love that. And until next time, I hope you guys have a great rest of the week. If you're loving this podcast, you can also hang out with Rebecca on Instagram and TikTok at Rebecca or Coaching. Don't forget to sign up to her email list for exclusive freebies and for more information on her one-to-one -one and group coaching programs.